Comic Book Tales is an immersive comic book experience for the new or lapsed comic book fan. I take a closer look at the comics that shaped my childhood and influenced my adulthood. Comic books are an amazing entry into another world and even provide the pictures to complete the fantasy. Join me for a new Comic Book Tales adventure. Hello and welcome to Comic Book Tales. Um, this week I have a, it's a slightly different topic and I think it's going to incite some feelings on both sides. Um, and, and I say that up front, I don't like to politicize certain things, but politicize we shall because politics do play a, a role in all of our lives, whether we like it or not. And the question that came up to me recently was, should comics be political in nature? And, you know, my gut reaction would be, no, I want my comic books to be pure. I want them to be about, you know, pure. Listen to me. <laughs> I want them to be pure and not discuss politics. I want to enjoy the story politically free. But I, it, it caught me off guard, and I, I had to think about that for a little while. But, and I thought, you know, you really can't have something that's apolitical. Whether you like it or not, there's politics involved in all levels of our lives, Good and bad. Um, it's not saying one political opinion is correct, the other one's wrong. It's just simply that there are political opinions that impact everything we do in our lives, and that includes comic books. So what am I talking about? What am I saying? All right. So if you look at the Marvel Universe, the Mutant Registration Act, which was a fairly big deal in the late 70s throughout most of the 80s, and that was a stand-in for civil rights from the 60s. It really – the mutants, if you don't know this, and I think I've talked about this in previous issues, the mutants are a stand-in for African-Americans in the United States. So in the 60s, there was a great civil rights awakening and movement in the United States, and being comic book people, Stan Lee, um, predominantly because he, he did most of the writing – he wanted a, a, a stand-in for that, and he created the mutants to be part of that. Um, with with uh, you know, it's it's not an exact replication, but it's enough there that they're different. They look like us, but they're different. They look like us, but they're different. Think about that process and apply it to the Marvel universe of that time period, up through the '80s, even in the '90s. Now, the mutant thing has kind of gone away a little bit. And I'll talk to that in a second, but it really was a politically charged issue. Um, when the Nixon White House was going after uh, drugs, you saw more drug stories, once they were allowed by the comic book code, than you did before because it was a political issue. Uh, Spider-Man most famously, uh, in his comic in the early 70s, discussing drug use with his friend. And that's a that's an important aspect. So we try to take it out, but it, you really can't take it out. Um, politics again. Nixon White House in 1975. Captain America discovers a cabal of evildoers that leads to the White House, and he witnesses the president killing himself, which was a stand-in for Nixon. Um, there was stand-ins for Reagan in the 80s. Uh, it just you can't get away from the politics. Now, as we've gotten further into the 90s and into the 2000s, we've had um, homosexuality um, 
forefront in some some levels of the comic book that it was um an opportunity to bring out gay characters and push them out into the mainstream and see what people thought of them um and marvel has been whether you like it or not marvel and to a lesser extent dc has been very political in their upbringing so in the 60s they were fairly conservative probably by comparison to today uh, but they were probably more liberal compared to the general populace at the time, and that's just basically what, based on who it was. They've become more liberal as time has gone on in their political leanings sometimes. <laughs> that's, the, that's the rub. So sometimes they are politically forefront. And if you remember some issues ago, I talked about comics. They are an opportunity to take the world in which we live and make it a comic universe. So they take the things that we encounter every day and try to make those stories interesting and different. Not always successfully, obviously, but most of the time it is a successful endeavor. And I think that's what you have to remember when you're reading a comic book. There is an agenda. There is an agenda to educate you and teach you what the writer wants you to know, but it doesn't mean you have to walk away with that same thought process you can walk away and say i can't stand that if you listen to my issue on daredevil or not daredevil deadpool i don't like deadpool i don't like what he stands for i don't like him as a character i don't like his comments i don't like him but some people do many people do his movie was much more successful than expected so i have an opinion you have an opinion but it doesn't make my opinion right and yours wrong it just makes means that i have an opinion you have an opinion so comics do nothing different here so they basically reflect what the writers perceive to be the mainstream beliefs at the time. Okay, Now, they reflect what they believe to be the mainstream beliefs. Remember, these are um, mostly city publishers. Um, New York City mostly for Marvel, now owned by Disney. Uh, DC has now removed themselves from New York and gone to Los Angeles, also, um, you know, big city. So they they reflect what they see. That doesn't necessarily mean they reflect the entire country. They reflect what they're exposed to, what they see, what they what they hear about. And, and as as with anything, you're going to assume what I see is probably reflective of the entire country. It's not. But it's a natural inclination. You know, when I do this this show, my feelings may come through, whether you agree with them or not, but it's what I see, it's what I believe, so I share it. Uh, I could be wrong. I could be right, and you just don't want to admit that. That's fine. But what you have to understand is it's one person's or multiple people, if it's multiple writers, interpretation of what they believe is going on in our society. So... I talked about the mutants earlier. The mutants have kind of faded from the Marvel Universe as the predominant force. And I think I've talked about this before. If not, I'll, I'll refresh you. That's really because of a direction from above at the, the Marvel offices that they are tired of basically funding Fox, who owns the mutant part of the Marvel Universe, for movies and TV. So they're tired of creating a backlog and a, you know, just being the creative force behind, you know, what Fox is doing. So they've made an in-house decision 
to really diminish the mutants as part of their repertoire. They still exist. The X-Men still exist. I don't think they're going to go away completely, but there was an attempt uh, not too long ago, well, maybe 10 years ago now, uh, to do the 198. If you're not familiar with the 198, the 198 was Scarlet Witch and the House of M uh, limited series made to wish no more mutants, and 91.4% of the mutants disappeared, means their X-Gene was gone. And that really... That dropped down to 198 mutants in the Marvel Universe, at least known at that time. And it diminished the powers of those who remained. So it was really it was really Marvel's attempt to diminish the effect that the mutants had. Now, if you remember our history, the X-Men were the thing in the 80s, into the 90s, into 2000s. So for 20-plus years, the X-Men were were the driving force behind the Marvel Universe. Well, if you've sold off your most valuable property from a movie standpoint, and that's where most people have a connection to you, suddenly you're not going to go, hmm, I don't think I want to continue to do that. They did the same thing with Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four was the world's finest comic magazine, and they sold off the rights to Fox, and Fox pretty much destroyed them, uh, destroyed the Fantastic Four as far as a movie franchise. So... That being said, they said, okay, we're not going to do this anymore. We're not going to promote you. So if you've seen a trend in the Marvel Universe, it's towards Inhumans, which at one time meant something slightly different than it does now. And I think that's the the rub. So it's the stand-in now is the humans stand-in for the mutants. They have similar power structures. They've been changed. And now they are good and bad. There's good and bad in humans. You've seen it on Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You've seen it in the comics. You're seeing the Terrigen Mist, which is what creates uh, in humans. And it doesn't affect everybody. But it also, <laughs> legitimately, it harms mutants. Kind of ironic. Uh, but this, this changes these people. And it doesn't change everybody. It, it, it affects only those who have the, the inhuman gene. So over time, we've, we've weaved this in and out, the political side of things, but it's a reflection of different is good. And that's what the whole mutant in human thing is, is as well. Different is good. Different is acceptable. And you shouldn't be, um, you shouldn't look down upon people who are different, you know? Uh, and I, I'm not suggesting that we should. But recognize what the agenda is. The agenda is to say everybody is equally good. If you're different, you're still good. You're still important. You're still worthwhile. And that's true. But it's ironic that we want everybody to be different but the same. <laughs> that's the that's the rub for some people. So politically charged, yes. Politically correct, most likely, is what you see in the Marvel Universe. Um you can remove it. You kind of have a filter in your brain that says, I don't really read politics. And some writers are better than that at than others. Some are really, really bad, and it just shines through how politically bent they are on what they want to write. But politics have always been a part of the Marvel Universe from the beginning, whether it was timely comics in the 40s with Captain America and Submariner or to today, it's always been part of the fabric of comics because the comics reflect our society. 
and that's the rub. You can't you can't have one without the other. So as much as you may not like what somebody says in a comic book, you can't separate it from what's going on in the country. So that's what, when I talk about this at other times. Comic books are a microcosm of the time period in which they're written. So a comic from the '60s probably couldn't, in some cases, be written today based on the political climate that we live in. So T'Challa from uh, the Black Panther from Wakanda and the Falcon from the 70s couldn't really be written in the same way today that they were then. It was very, very different. And I'm not going to give you references to go back and look. You can you can find it. Just pull up any Black Panther comic from the 60s or uh, any Falcon comic from the 70s, and you'll you'll understand what I mean pretty quickly. Uh, things that they said then you could not – you certainly could not get away with today. Um, whether that's good or bad, you know, you you, you fall on that yourself. But uh, it is definitely a different era, different time. Now, those can be reprinted, and they can be bound in, in uh, hardcover. But I think we remember what we want to remember. We remember the good. Maybe we remember some of the slights, but we don't remember everything exactly accurately. And I think that's probably a good thing. So if we go back and look at some of those 60s comics, it's better to remember the event that they around it instead of the actual dialogue that went with it. So think about that when you're, you're reading these comic books. But politics play a huge role in everything that goes on in our comic book world, in our own lives. And you can't separate them, as I said, but you need to understand them and understand what you're reading. You can still enjoy the comic books even if you disagree with the political bent of the writer. You, there's some ultra conservatives, there's some ultra liberals uh, who write comic books. So you have to understand what you're reading when you read it, and does it make sense for the character? You know, sometimes that, you can get away with that. If it makes sense for the character, sometimes it's not such a bad thing for everybody, and I think that's that's understandable. So you need to remember that when you're reading it that this is this is how Deadpool acts. I have to remember that when I have to read a Deadpool comic. This is how he he acts. I don't have to like it. I have to get through it. That <laughs> sounds bad when you're reading comics because you want to read them for fun. But sometimes there's certain things you need to to get to understand the entire arc of a story. Uh, so that's important to remember. That all being said, politics plays a role. If you don't think so, read any comic book from different eras. Read from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and today. And you will find that they are predominantly politically charged, even if it's subtle. It's there, and I think that's something you need to know going in. If you just started out reading comic books, you may not realize that, but if you've been a comic book reader for a period of time, you're going to recognize that, and that's okay. You know, Everybody has an opinion. That's the great thing about the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. It gives you the right to have an opinion. It doesn't mean somebody has to agree with you. It just means you have the right to have it, and comic book writers, just like everybody else, have the right to share their opinion, and I have the right to read it and agree or disagree. So that's that's all, okay? So, again, keep sending me your questions because I, I do like to hit these once in a while. And that was a little bit longer for one question, but I thought it was important to recognize uh, things do exist that we may not recognize right away or they're not overtly in our face, okay? So thank you for joining me. I'm Chad at Comic Book Tales, and you can check us out on Twitter at Comic Book Tales or Hannah Tree Prod. Uh, you can also check us out at handtreeproductions.com. All right. Thank you, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.